This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Annie Reese. And, hey Annie. Yeah? Do you want to go on a trip? What kind of trip? A flavor trip? Yes. <laughs> I so want to go on a flavor trip. Aren't those all the trips you go on, actually? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, today we're talking specifically about the kind of flavor tripping you do with the Miracle Berry. That is such a strange sentence. If you don't know what flavor tripping is or a Miracle Berry is, you must think that's like a drug that, that I've had some about. really interesting coffee this morning and <laughs> yeah. that yeah uh, no 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 it's 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 a real thing it's also called uh, the miracle fruit or the sweet berry or the miraculous berry lots of names this one yeah mm-hmm. that is not its scientific name though no the scientific name for the miracle berry is sensipalum dulcificum it does have a few others though the other most common being ricadella dulcifica uh, it primarily grows in west africa that's where it originates from, yeah. I think, yes. Mm-hmm, correct. It's actually a shrub that averages around two to five meters, around six and a half to 16 feet. It's usually on the shorter side of that range when you're growing it, though, when you're actually cultivating it mm-hmm. outside of West Africa. Um, it's frost intolerant, marvelous conversation plant, according to the California Rare Fruit Growers, Inc. <laughs> um, I looked up conversation plant after that, thinking maybe it was like a type of plant. No, no, it's just a, it's just a thing that you're like, oh, hey, Richard, have you <laughs> noticed my plant? It's a whole conversation starter. 
<laughs> it's a conversation starter plan. I thought it was like a type of plan. I was looking online. <laughs> what are conversation plans? Uh, I don't grow too many things, you guys. Um, <laughs> it needs acidic soil to grow. The leaves cluster on the tips of the branches, and during summer it flowers, producing round things that at first resemble green olives, but gradually turn red, kind of like a cranberry shade of red. Mm-hmm. That's the berry part. Those things get to be two to three centimeters in size, and they have a single seed inside, low sugar content, but they do have a touch of sweetness to them. Otherwise, they're fairly flavorless. Uh, what about that miracle part, though? Yeah, how'd they get that miracle berry name? Well, they have this glycoprotein that researchers have dubbed Miraculin, or MCL. Never let anyone tell you that scientists don't have a sense of humor. No, never. (laughs) Miraculin, when eaten, makes some sour things taste sweet. Let that sink in for a minute. So you eat it, eat something sour. It tastes sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Referencing the California rare fruit growers again, their article claimed that the miracle berry, quote, will now allow one to eat a slice of lemon or lime without wincing. (laughs) I just love that, like. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they went with, that yeah. description. Uh, <laughs> the effect lasts for about 30 minutes to an hour or until your saliva washes it out. Mm-hmm. In the 1922 issue 51 edition of the USDA's Inventory of Seeds and Plants Imported. Sounds riveting. <laughs> um, it listed Sensipalum dulcivicum with this description. When eaten, the pulp has the peculiar property of making the most sour and acidulous. Acidulous. <laughs> acidulous. I think. Perfect word. Yeah. Substances seem intensely sweet so that the citric or tartaric acids, lime juice, vinegar, and all sour immature fruits eaten thereafter taste as if they were composed entirely of saccharin matter. <laughs> The author went on to note that preserved berries did not maintain this property, and they didn't have much taste either. Mm -hmm. And this has resulted in flavor-tripping parties, where people pop a berry, making sure first not to eat the seed, Mm -hmm. and to hold the pulp around the mouth, kind of swirl it around for about a minute. Or you can just pop a pill (laughs) with miraculin extract, Mm -hmm. and then try all kinds of sour stuff like lemons, cheese, pickles, hot sauce, mustard, Guinness, Brussels sprouts, vinegars, and bottom shelf tequila. Mm -hmm. And partakers say the lemon tastes like candy, Guinness plus sorbet tastes like a milkshake, hot sauce like donut glaze, goat cheese like cheesecake, tequila like good tequila. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and Lauren and I will probably have done this by the time this episode publishes. Oh, we haven't. We ha- Neither of us have yet, though. But we are planning. We are making plans. Yes. Well, Annie's making plans, and I'm really I'm excited about them. I'm trying to Lauren to yeah. go along with my plans. <laughs> <laughs> Foods that aren't sour don't generally experience a shift in taste, apart from things that are already sweet, which can become sickeningly so. Um, heat destroys the protein, temperature-wise, not spice-wise. So uh-huh. foods need to be room temperature or colder. This also means it can't be cooked with, which limits its potential as a replacement for artificial sweeteners currently. And what's happening here scientifically is that miraculin, uh, that, that glycoprotein that we mentioned a minute ago. Okay, okay, let's actually back up. Let's back up further than that. Uh, uh, glycoprotein. A uh, glycoprotein is a type of protein molecule that also has a uh, sugar molecule attached. And those sugars allow glycoproteins to interact with different compounds in ways that proteins usually can't. And it's super useful biology-wise. So uh, miraculin is one of those protein plus sugar combo molecules. Mm-hmm. And before we can proceed, we also need to know 
how taste works. Man, we're learning a lot right at the top of this episode. I know. Uh, so, so okay, the, the taste buds on your tongue are actually bundles of nerve cells called taste receptor cells. When particular types of chemicals bind to those receptor cells, they send a signal that ultimately gets transferred to your brain. And depending on the, the type and number of signals that your brain receives from these cells, it interprets those signals as flavors, uh, salty, sour, bitter, savory or sweet, or, you know, some combination. The cells have lots of receptor kind of areas that can be highly specialized and are, especially in the case of sweet flavors. Um, although, although we get all sweet flavor experiences from the same type of taste receptor cell, different parts of those cells bind to different kinds of sweet tasting molecules. So, so the same cell signals the presence of everything from like carb based sweet things like glucose to salt based sweet things like saccharin. Super weird. Yeah. Those cells are just working hard for their money. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but uh, back back to miraculin. When you get some on your tongue, the miraculin, uh, th- this this glycoprotein, latches onto a particular part of your sweetness receptor cells. Alone, the miraculin doesn't really do much of anything. It produces like a mildly sweet flavor experience. But when you add an acid into the mix, thus changing the pH level of the environment, wham. Huh. The miraculin sets off those receptor cells like crazy. Your brain gets this rush of signals and you experience a very sweet taste. And this feels so odd because acidic things generally taste sour to us. Right. Interestingly, miraculin actually suppresses the action of uh, these receptors to other sweet tasting molecules at a neutral pH level. Meaning that if you eat a sweet but non-acidic food while you're flavor tripping, you, you won't taste the sweetness as much as you normally would. But miraculin enhances the receptor's response to sweet tasting molecules at just slightly acidic pH levels. Meaning that if you eat something sort of sweet and sour while flavor tripping, it'll taste so sweet. Uber sweet. Which explains some of the responses that people get to different foods. The theory here um, is that the pH level changes the way the miraculin interacts with your tongue's nerve cells by, like, physically changing the chemical physical structure. That's so cool. Ah! I mean, that's fascinating. Ah. So, flavor dripping, which I still can't get over. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're using that term. And the miracle berry, in general, are really popular in Japan, where entire cafes are dedicated to it. You can go in and find low-calorie miraculin desserts on menus, or, like, just buy a, a sour plum and a, the berry. Yeah. Yeah, and there's even research behind genetically engineered miraculin-laced lettuce coming out of Japan. So far, they've been able to extract 40 micrograms per gram of lettuce, which is actually quite a bit. Because yeah. it's so potent. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, they've been trying to come up with a way to produce the miraculin more efficiently than miracle fruit do, which is a, a common thing in genetic research to, to try to turn bacteria, yeast, algae, or, or even larger plants into kind of production factories for compounds that are difficult to derive otherwise. You, uh, you, what you do is you, you link a production gene from the original organism, in this case the miracle berry, into the make stuff genes of the host organism. Um, and apparently in this case, lettuce works. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all this research wasn't just to make super exciting salads, though that would be cool. Yes, because they have also done it with tomatoes, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. So tomatoes, lettuce. Mm, you got some ingredients for a salad. Like going the there. lemon vinaigrette on top of that, I bet would taste bizarre and amazing. Yeah. 
Hmm. Oh. Okay. Get on that science. Okay. But yeah, not just the salad thing. No, no. There's many things. Uh, it's been used for sweetening and as a dietary supplement or to depress your appetite with some thinking it could even help with obesity or world hunger. More on those things later. Mm-hmm. As of right now, this flavor tripping berry does not come cheap. A single berry can run you two bucks. And this is because the plant is a little temperamental. It can't survive at temperatures below 47 degrees Fahrenheit or um, 7 degrees Celsius. The taste switching property goes away after two to three hours at room temperature. And the plant takes a couple of years to bear fruit. And when it does, it doesn't bear much. Yeah, the the berries go bad just super quickly. Um, Freeze drying them is one expensive but workable solution to shipping them. Mm -hmm. You can find them, however, either as frozen granules online or fresh grown if you happen to live where they grow. Florida and Puerto Rico and the U.S., Taiwan, Jamaica, Ghana, and Guam, for instance. Researchers are looking at cost-effective ways to produce larger amounts of pure miraculin, both for commercial reasons and scientific pursuits, with some preliminary success, including that lettuce thing. And you can also get tablets that contain powdered miracle fruit for like a buck fifty per. Mm-hmm. Miraculin and the miracle berry are not the only substances in plants that do this, by the way. Thaumodococcus danielli and Geminema sylvestra, <laughs> probably messed that up, but okay, both of which share the same miracle berry property thing. Yeah, they're they're active ingredients, so to speak. Thaumatin and germarin, respectively, work a little bit differently, though. Yeah. Um, there's also curculin and neoculin from the fruit of the curculigo latifolia plant. Uh-huh. Yes, so yes. much Latin. Uh, research is being done into all of these things, too, but the miracle berry is a little bit more widespread. So, yeah, that was the the intro. Well, let's talk about the history. Including intrigue. Yes, so much intrigue. Oh, okay, all right. But first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. The miracle fruit and or berry, whatever you would like to call it, uh, might be relatively new to us, but West Africans, where it's native to, have known about it for a while. For centuries before the first known written mention of them, these berries were used to enhance the taste of things like sour beer or wine or stale maize bread, cornbread, porridge, and sour fruits. The first written mention comes to us courtesy of the 1725 journals of the French explorer Chevalier de Marche, who was on a bit of an African fruit scavenger hunt. (laughs) And he observed the native population eating these berries before meals and grew curious. I would too. He wrote, chewed without being swallowed, it it has the property of sweetening that which one can put afterwards in the mouth, which is sour or bitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jumping ahead to 1852, a European botanist by the name of W.F. Daniel became the first to study it scientifically, mostly looking at its potential as a sweetener. He called it the miraculous berry. Skipping ahead again to 1968, two groups of scientists isolated miraculin, and it didn't take long for biomed postgrad Robert Harvey, who had encountered the berry previously, to found a company called Miralin to try and make a product out of the stuff as a sugar substitute, particularly for diabetics in the 70s. His plan was to grow the berry in Jamaica and Puerto Rico, extract the miraculin in Massachusetts, and sell the product across the U.S. But guess who wasn't having it? Oh, the FDA. The FDA? The FDA, that's right. When Harvey first approached the FDA and went to lawyers for legal advice, he was told his product would most likely receive the classification of generally recognized as safe. Studies for the Army conducted by Dr. Linda Bartoshuk in the 1960s found no ill side effects as a result of consuming the fruit, and a $100,000 toxicology study found that rats subsiding off miraculin were healthier than those living off of pet food, and even at rates of 3,000 times what a normal human would eat, No negative side effects were discovered. Oh, sounds pretty good. It does, doesn't it? However, Harvey's sweet dreams were soured. (laughs) Credit to the BBC for that one. I didn't come up with that. Uh, Right before his product was scheduled to launch in 1974, when the FDA seemingly changed their tune and classified Miraculin as an additive, which meant it had to go through years of more rigorous tests before it could be sold in the American market. Harvey was stunned at what he recounts as an out-of-the-blue about-face. And the company lost its financial backing. 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 It's because all the horror movies I've been watching lately. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) So what went down here? Hmm. Well, after doing some taste test earlier in the year where kids were asked which they preferred, a Miracle Berry sweetened ice pop or one sweetened with sugar? And the kids chose the Miracle Berry one every single time. Harvey's company, Miralin, had gotten some big investors like Prudential and Barclays, and they were expecting some big returns. And they'd pumped like tens of millions of dollars into this venture. Yeah, they were projecting like a multi-billion dollar company, displacing sugar and artificial sweeteners. 
Which means we get to talk about big sugar again. Oh, yo. Big sugar. Big sugar. Cue suspenseful conspiracy soundtrack. Yeah. So. So, according to Harvey and the then vice president of Maryland, Don Emery, a few weeks after these taste tests, these very successful taste tests, Mm -hmm. a car was seen slowing down outside their offices, then driving back and forth. Yes, and the occupant of this vehicle took pictures of the building. Harvey claims he was followed as he drove home one night, only able to lose the tail when he pulled onto a dirt access road and turned off his lights. The car zoomed past at a high speed. Weeks later, Maryland's offices were broken into. Ah. Yes. The burglars were interrupted when Harvey and Emery returned to the office from dinner, but they escaped and were never caught. Oh. Yeah. And on the floor was an opened FDA file. Hmm. Then presto changeo, the FDA changes its position. Coincidence or conspiracy? Yes. Here's Emery's take on it. I honestly believe that we were done in by some industrial interest that did not want to see us survive because we were a threat. Somebody influenced somebody in the FDA to cause the regulatory action that was taking it against us. Ah. Big sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Cough. (laughs) No, big sugar, a.k.a. the Sugar Association, artificial sweetener representing the Calorie Control Council, and the FDA have declined comment. Um, this was at the time of the BBC article, which was 2008. Mm-hmm. Harvey requested the FDA files through the Freedom of Information Act and described them as the most redacted information I've ever seen from FOI. Everything was blacked out. Oh. Mm-hmm. And here's where things get even crazier. Even crazier. Yes. 1974, the year that the FDA basically turned turned him down, is the same year that sugar substitute aspartame was partially approved by the FDA. In something of a conspiracy-shrouded process itself. Hmm. This powerful company called Searle had been developing aspartame and was trying to push it through despite some kind of questionable study findings. Those and other findings would partially tie aspartame up all the way until 1981 when Donald Rumsfeld, CEO of Searle, was appointed to new President Ronald Reagan's transition team, which picked a new FDA commissioner who basically only lasted as long as it took to get aspartame approved. Mm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, a whole future episode, like maybe with the stuff they don't want you to know, guys. I think they've done one, but yeah, we should bring them in yeah. for a, a little panel discussion. Yeah. Oh, okay. And anyway, Miraculin. Miraculin. The FDA ruling still stands to this day. Um, when the Atlantic contacted the FDA about Miraculin in 2014, the response was, In 1977, the agency concluded that information submitted regarding Miraculin did not support either a generally recognized SAFE, or GRAS, affirmation or the issuance of a food additive regulation. The FDA has not received further information on the safety of the use of this substance in food under either the GRAS program or a food additive petition. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the berry itself and um, extract pills being under the purview of the USDA, the, the uh, United States Department of Agriculture, not the FDA, mm-hmm. are totally legal. Right. Or rather unregulated. You just can't add miraculin to food, not if you're going to sell it in the United States. Right. And that brings us to today, where there are pockets around the world enjoying the miracle berry and the flavor-tripping parties. But it's still relatively 
I would say, rare consumer-wise mm-hmm. and the subject of much study science-wise. And speaking of, let's talk about some science and health claims after one last break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Thank you. Okay, so... Perhaps one of the most buzzed about possible uses of Miracle Berry is as a replacement for sugar and therefore a weight loss or diet product. Taking into account that it's projected that 45% of the American population will be obese by 2030, and that translates to an extra $60 billion placed on the U.S. healthcare system. It's kind of a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, our sweet tooth has a lot to do with rising obesity rates. Um, see our sugar episode for more info on that if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. So a lower calorie, healthier replacement could be a valuable tool to reverse this trend. It'd be a different approach than denying cravings. It'd be sort of like hijacking them. Like we're, we want pie. Let's eat this goat cheese and <laughs> make ourselves think. Think it's pie. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but there are problems, of course. You can't heat it. For starters, you can't refrigerate it. Chicago coffee shop owner Homaro Kantu has been experimenting with creating a heat-stable miraculin extract and cooking with it. As previously mentioned, it's costly. And while there have been studies on it and health benefits, there's always room for more. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Despite being called the Miracle Berry, there are no miracle foods. Yes. Just, big big disclaimer. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, like, yeah, like if you could, say, bake, like, donuts with considerably less sugar and just pop a miracle berry before you eat it to make it taste as sweet as the real thing that's 
that's pretty valuable. Yeah, and that's what um, the chef come to. That's he's, he wants to make a donut. That's his goal. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, as hinted at earlier, Miracle Berry has been proposed and studied as a way to delay insulin resistance and improve insulin sensitivity for people with diabetes. The science in that is super complicated, and yes. so far the research has only been done in mice, but mm-hmm. it is promising. Mm-hmm. Miracle Berry has also been used to improve the appetites of cancer patients undergoing yeah. chemo. Yeah. yeah who frequently experience um, a much reduced sense of taste or a metallic taste in their mouth, which can lead to weight loss or malnutrition because you never want to eat, by masking the bad taste or restoring good taste, Mm -hmm. Miracle Berry can help patients avoid that. Um, However, this is an area where definitely more research needs to be done. Um, uh, The the fruit contains compounds that act as antioxidants, which might interfere with the productivity of chemotherapy to begin with. It's hard to make a firm recommendation about it either way without more information. If you happen to be interested in this as a therapy, talk to your doctor. Yes. And as we always say, well, one, we're not doctors, but two, everybody's body is different. So yeah, yeah, very hard to make any sort of general Yes. Health recommendations. Yes. Yeah. The pulp isn't the only thing attracting scientific interest. Researchers are also looking to the health benefits of the skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, as mentioned earlier, the miracle berry has been proposed by some as a way to combat world hunger by way of making foods people normally wouldn't eat more palatable, which maybe. maybe? <laughs> I mean, I guess it can't hurt. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting idea. If you've got the shoddy apple and a miracle berry, then you know that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our little flavored trip <laughs> um, <laughs> into miracle berry. I hope you found it as interesting as Lauren and I did. I mean, that taste bud thing is so cool. Oh yeah, and the oh, I just can't like big, big sugar, like shadowy big, big sugar. <laughs> big sugar is gonna just show up over and over. I have, a, I have a feeling. It was the break-in point that I just, like, lost, like, all of my stuff. Like, I was just like, what, what is going on in this I know. story? Like, I, is this, like, a script I'm, I'm accidentally reading? No, this really happened? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it's very interesting. Very yeah. interesting story. And that brings us to listener mail. Yes. Okay. I love this one. Dean wrote... In college, a decade ago, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I'd like to share a few factoids you may find interesting. Yeah. Everyone is in the mouse. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) On a rotational basis, (laughs) you will have a shift as good old Chucky, or as we call him, the rat. The suit was hot and gross, and only a bottle of Febreze existed to clean it between shifts. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. We always dreaded this day. It was hard to see. You were not allowed to talk, and kids loved punching you, especially in the groin. All you could do is smile, your big plastic smile, and dance around. They are a party host. That was my main role. I would host a birthday party, which included getting food and cake, distributing tokens, generally taking care of the group, but most importantly, doing the birthday song and dance. Oh. Oh, yes. I would sing and dance with a group in my requisite short blue dress shorts, white shoes, and polo. It was embarrassing as all heck, so you had to just embrace it. (laughs) (laughs) The food was awful. Everything came and frozen, and it was just those punk kids back there with no real kitchen experience prepping it for the customers. I would not even take home extra food. It was so bad, and I was a hungry, poor college dude. Oh, last pro tip. Never let your kids go into the ball pit. 
Ever. The reasons are too many and too gross to explain. Just don't. Mm. <laughs> he had the, he gave us, he sent us a numbered list. There were like 10 things yeah. on there and I had to shorten it. Yeah, but this they, is the highlight. They were so good. <laughs> so funny. I, it was, it was valuable insight and I kind of have always wondered about the food, like who's cooking back there. Yeah. Now I know. Now, yeah, and knowing half the battle, the other half is bringing granola bars. <laughs> um, Erica sent us this fact. Uh, I just finished listening to your episode on pumpkins and could not pass up the opportunity to share a pumpkin story with you. I was living and working in Nigeria in 2009 when a law was passed that stated that all motorcyclists and their passengers were now going to be required to wear helmets while on the road. Unfortunately, many people cannot afford to buy them. In an effort to still be law-abiding citizens, some people started using hollowed-out pumpkin-like gourds as a substitute. They would hollow them out and sometimes secure them under the chin with a string. It was quite hilarious to see people riding around with gourds on their heads. I I kind of want to try that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so useful. The pumpkin really is the jack of all foods. Boats. (laughs) Helmets, (laughs) Helmets, <laughs> decoration, food, pie plate. Oh my gosh. Everything. Everything. Everything is possible with pumpkins. Man, that should be like stitched on something <laughs> and hung. <laughs> I, I think that pumpkin needs to hop on that. Yeah. Big pumpkin. Big pumpkin. <laughs> if we ever get t shirts. <laughs> yes, that's what it'll say. <laughs> well, thanks to both of them for writing in. You too can email us. Our email address is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We are also on social media almost every day. Um, uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuffhsw, stands for How Stuff Works. We're also on Instagram at foodstuff. We hope to hear from you. Oh, we love our producer, Dylan Fagan. Yes. And you guys, best. yeah. And you guys too. Yeah. Um, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.